So, I wanted to take my time um, before I really commented on this past year's Oscars. I really did. I was like, you know, because my gut reaction was emotional and I'm really not trying to move in that space um, when when things like this happen. Um, so it's it's been almost a week and everybody knows by now that, you know, Chadwick lost and um, lost, you know, his Oscar. But for some reason, his legend just keeps growing. And I think that's a good thing. And I think like, you know, just hearing the different testimonies from people who were actually really close to him. Um, hearing them say that it was, you know, of course, you know, being nominated would have been an honor for him, but he didn't do it. It being, you know, what is now his legacy, this, this legacy of awesome acting and barrier breaking and all the things, um, he didn't do all that for the gram, so to speak. And I've been saying that on my social media for like the past couple of months. Um, it's one of my favorite lines from Kendrick Lamar, actually. But like, you know, this whole thing, like either you're going to be a successful actor, writer, whatever artist or medium of artist you are, or you're you're trying to be famous and there are two different those are just two different things um that I really had to focus on and and figure out and I came to the conclusion like okay Olivia you have to figure out your why why are you writing why are you performing why are you doing this podcast? Why, why, why? <laughs> and why gets a bad rap? Because so many times we're like, you know, quit asking why. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, we, we think about the little kid that's always like, why? But why? You know what I mean? But sometimes to tackle and come to an understanding to move positively and, and gracefully, you have to ask yourself and, and find your, your own why. So why are you doing these things? And for me, I've always been a storyteller. Um, you know, stories always come to me. And... I have to write about them, you know, but I personally lost my way because it was just like, you know, there was just so much going on and then it wasn't, it didn't even feel like I knew what my why was. Um, I didn't understand my, my words and, you know, um, 
the challenges and the successes that come with using those words properly. And so when this happened, this this situation happened, and even Viola losing, like everybody was just like, what the fudge? Y'all Oscars, y'all still so white. You are. And it's, you know, the Academy screwed the Oscars this year. They did. Um, They voted white. (laughs) Yeah. So, having to make peace with that. Yeah, we're, I think as, you know, black folk, we continue to have to make peace with all of the atrocities that are just being done. Just ridiculous, right? Um, We're having to make peace every single day outside of ourselves. And what that ends up doing, because if we don't make peace, oh my God, like, oh my God, you know? Um, But if we, what that ends up doing and and to especially artists is that we get caught up in this cycle of abuse and this cycle of torment and torture that's going on okay this is that is truth that is fact and so it pulls us away from what we are here to do And what Chadwick was able to do was rise above that. He knew it was going on. He would speak on things. He would say some things. And, you know, keep it pushing. Keep it moving. But, like, he was rising above it. He didn't, he didn't, excuse me, he didn't go the route of, like, oh, all you need is love. Like, he didn't do any of that. And that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Because some of this stuff, you just can't throw love at it, okay? Like, <laughs> throwing love at it ain't gonna do it. I'm telling you it's not gonna do it. Um, <laughs> But what he was able to do was rise above it. You know what I mean? Like, I remember Black Panther came out and people was like, there were some people talking about his accent. And I'm like, but did he get his message across? Yes. Did he? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, and this is this whole, like, which brings it kind of ties into this whole dragging um, culture. We, we've been having fun with let's be honest because sometimes when people get dragged I just be laughing (laughs) because some of these people need to be dragged people Um, so dragging definitely has um, (laughs) has some has some um has some it, it has some positive effects okay and positive outcomes um to to the drag but um for y'all that you know aren't hip on dragging it's 
It's cancel culture. It's cancel culture. You know, people are out here running with that badge. And I'm like, if you don't sit your ass down, shut up. No. <laughs> this is accountability. That's what this is. Um, so... People are like, okay, so I just feel like, yes, of course, the Oscars should have been dragged because that was ridiculous. Everybody was uncomfortable. Everybody, you could tell. Like, they was just like, what the hell just happened? And wow, racism happened. And that that uncomfortability is something that black folk or BIPOC folk deal with daily. We're always uncomfortable. We have just gotten used to being uncomfortable. And so to have that (laughs) on like full display, like people don't know what they witnessed. And, And you know, the Oscar, some producer tried to come out and be like, oh, you know, and it was people was like, no, no, like, this was, no, this was wrong. And it's that moment where you're like, well, where I was like, okay, I can make some peace with this. Because now what's happened is y'all you know, white folk or, you know, privileged folk are seeing and experiencing what we have to endure on a daily basis. And there were so many teaching moments in this. Um, I love Anthony Hopkins' reaction. Like, he looked genuinely confused and not because he's an older gentleman um or you know his um autism nope it was none of that it was none of that he was generally confused because he was like y'all really gave me this award not that I not that okay but y'all really gave me this award what the hell so now he has this kind of backlash about him which sucks because Anthony Hopkins is hilarious he is he can be dramatic he can be sinister he can be he is a spectrum of an actor and or a thespian okay because <laughs> a thespian is completely different than a performer a thespian is someone who has put in the time and effort to become that bitch so to speak and that's Anthony so you know and um, somebody um, on ET Canada was like hey if, if I'm going to lose then you know if it's Anthony Hopkins I can I be mad? And one of the other co-hosts was like, yes, you can be mad, especially in this situation. Like, uh, duh. But, um, which is very true. But yes, I was just like, so, okay. So not only did you make Anthony Hopkins extremely uncomfortable and like, what the hell? You put 
everybody in that situation. Everybody in that situation. And you showed your true colors that we've always been like yelling from the rooftops that Oscars is so white. Oh my gosh. So through all of that, I literally had to take a damn week, (laughs) almost a week, to figure out my why. Like, seriously, like not do anything, just absorb the content and just roll with it, right? And let it, let it come out as it is coming out today. And my why, I won't tell because I will, I, I keep that private for a reason. Um, however, I am really excited about my why. I'm excited about getting the opportunity, having the time to, you know, declutter some things and get the streamline going, get the, get the machine back and up and running because I got lost in my why. I, you know, I write, but I wasn't writing like I used to write. I would write when I was writing books, I would write chapters, a chapter a day. When I was doing um, screenplay or playwrights or, you know, plays, I was doing a scene a day at least. And and most times I would have like two or three, four different um, projects going at the same time. So my why is getting some things streamlined and cutting out the noise and refocusing. And so this whole Oscar stuff, I don't think they understand what they really did. Um, (laughs) But that's okay. This was a teaching moment. It was a learning moment. There were so many instances of just silly, silly things going on there, but, you know, it was all good. I loved, I hate that Glenn Close lost again. Um, I hate that. And, which also made me think about all the people that have not won or have not even been nominated. I, I was thinking about Jake Gyllenhaal. I had to go outside of just black folk because there's plenty of black folks that have not been nominated, okay? But I had to think about Jake Gyllenhaal. He's had, oh my God, Nightcrawler? Not a thing. I'm thinking about, um, um, who came up? You know, I thought about Glenn Close. I was like, really? Like, so I just went through and I was just like look at all these people that have never won like a for real Oscar they gave people like honorary Oscars and then I'm like that's not enough like they gave Spike Lee an honorary Oscar and he is still very much alive and kicking and like putting out great content (laughs) I'm just like y'all think just because y'all gave him an honorary Oscar you don't have to nominate him anymore or even give him a not give him an whoa See what I'm saying? So I 
was like this history of snubbing people and all the things really was exposed this year. Um, but who had the last laugh? Spike did. <laughs> Glenn Close did. Because that whole bit was... It was perfect. And uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, when Glenn Close... Everybody's like zeroing in on, you know, the butt um, jam. But she was jamming. I said, okay, okay. Alright, sis can come to the barbecue, but... She may can just bring some like water. <laughs> but it was like, you know, that was like a highlight. Another highlight for me from the Oscars um, was definitely when her won. Oh my God, for best song. And Zendaya's in the background. And, you know, you could generally tell that she did not care or know that the camera was on her and um, on, on Zendaya and as her and her company are get to go up go see Zendaya jumping up and down in the back oh, well on the stage in the background and I was like yes we cheer for our people we cheer for our people <laughs> we are not doing that anymore and I'm here for it no more snobbing snobby nasty behavior especially for BIPOC folks like you know I'm very happy that Chloe Zhao won she is only the second woman to be to have that Oscar best director Oscar and you know people are very skeptical they're like is this a movement or a moment like we need this to be a movement and I agree. But what's crazy is like I know a ton of women directors. But they just don't. I guess. Whatever that is. <laughs> but I'm like I know a ton. And I think they're awesome. So. <sighs> Oscars. Y'all always shoot yourself. Not in the foot but in the ass. <laughs> Every single year you do it every single year and it's because you're racist <laughs> I mean we're gonna leave it at that and so I'm gonna take a break gotta pay these bills and we're gonna come back and talk about some of these shows and, and things that I've been watching oh oh dear and then there's some that are good but some of them I'm just like these are kind of problematic a lot of stuff coming out y'all it's a lot of stuff coming out um and I'm doing my best to catch up with everything today um and this weekend I'll be watching a few things I'm a things and I'll have those reviews up uh, in the next episode <clears throat> but let's Let's start off with Shadow and Bone. That is on Netflix. Um, 
this is a young adults or um yeah this is a young adult thing to watch this um it's better than twilight i will say that it's not as bad or as problematic as twilight is because twilight is highly problematic um highly um I did like Shadow and Bone, the series. Um, I did try to read the book when it came out, but I couldn't really get into it. And so what I do like is that I have the opportunity to kind of see what the book is really about, the series is about. Um, so that was that was a plus for me because I, I just couldn't get into it um, book-wise. I was like, well, what is... What does this even mean? Um, <laughs> um, I love the effects of, of the show. I think they did a really good job there. Um, because when you're dealing with magic, you got to come with it. You got to come with the effects. And they did that. Um, I thought, listen, the cast... Um, Mm. They did good. They did good there too. Um, I didn't like delve so far into well, who is this person? And you know, it was it was well performed for what it was. It looked good for what it was. Um, you know, just her arc. The main protagonist here. Her arc was was pretty good um but then there came a point where she was forced to and of course spoiler alert let me let me stop right now and give you that spoiler alert with all my reviews okay that's that's upcoming Five, four, three, two, one. There comes a point where the main protagonist, who is a woman, a young woman, is forced to hand over her gift. And as a youngin', you you don't really see it. You don't. Um, now. I know some people do because they just woke like that. Um, but whenever we talk about a light being stolen or a gift being stolen or, you know, an ability being stolen from a young woman, we are talking about her sexual, her her sexuality. We're talking about that. And it's it's stolen from her. And I'm like, "Oh, you know what I mean?" And so when that happened, you know, she it is in the scope of like a TV show or anything like that you have there's a certain you have 
a certain amount of time or an opening in a window to where you can play, you know, that victim card or the trauma card too much and then or just enough. And so what happened here is that it was played too much because there's some things that happen that I was like, all right, okay, you know what I mean? And I have to, you know, think back and when I was younger and, and you know, being kind of silly out there and making some choices, um, not believing in my abilities and things like that, or reacting from a traumatic space. But then it got to be cumbersome. Like it was too much. And I was just like, ma'am, listen to me very carefully. If you don't get your and figure your out, you is going to be dead. <laughs> this entire show is resting on you and your indecisiveness on reclaiming what is yours. And thank God she did, but it took so long to get there. And that's when I was like, okay, the story sucks. Because there should have been enough going on to where I didn't feel that. But again, this is geared towards young adults. It's not really geared towards me. But of course, you know, when it came out, <laughs> Netflix was like, hey, so can you watch this for us and let us know what you think? And I was like, okay. So I let them know what I thought. <laughs> and we'll see if that continues. But I was just like, what the hell is happening here? Like, what is going on here? Um, but that, so like I said, when there's, when you get to those moments in a movie or whatever you're watching and they're just, it's just like, oh, it's like a chore to watch. That's because there is just this gaping hole in the story. There's nothing else. They've like rested everything on this one plot and then there's no like real subplots going on that you're interested in that would keep you from feeling like girl get your ass up you know what I mean because that's that's where I got to um and then the ending was kind of like you know the teaser ending that there's going to be a season two and I'm just like all right which was kind of predictable but not like overtly so where you know but you could tell, like, I was like, okay, wait, so, uh, there's going to be a season two because it's hella popular, which that's good for Netflix because their ass has finally hit the wall and they actually lost subscribers, which doesn't surprise me. Um, they, they're content you know the upcoming content is not like blockbuster kind of shit and who you know who do have those things it's Disney and, and Warner Brothers um so I think they took a hit because people are like hey if I gotta make a choice on 
which streamer I'm going to keep. It's probably going to be HBO because they got a, a lot of content. Um, but I think they're going to be fine. Okay. I think they're going to be fine. I just, you know, this was a wake up call for them to really start to invest in like more than what they are. Um, or, you know, just fix your system. I don't know how they're going to do that, but you know, you got the money to do it. You got the time to do it. And also I think it's because their marketing, like, took a big hit um so last year and they have not recovered from that they've kind of been coasting but mm, yeah so netflix you know them getting this huge hit with shadow and bone and um that's gonna help them a lot um there are some you know movies and shows coming that is going to help them a lot as well. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm just, just like, okay. So, yeah, that was my take on Shadow and Bone. I'll give it 3.5 snaps. So, 0.5 um, snaps out of 5. I wish I could go higher. I just can't. It's like when I start to deduct, um, when your story's lacking, that's where you'll see a lot of threes from me. Because I am so, like, <laughs> story-driven that, you know, everything else is second. So, you could have a great cast, but if your story sucks, I'm not going to like it. And then I'm just going to keep deducting. So, yeah, that's what I'll give that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me take another break and then we'll come back and and discuss um <laughs> we'll discuss Thunder Force a little bit. All right. Well, good morning again. Good morning, good day, sir, ma'am. Don't know where you are, but good morning, good day, good afternoon, good evening. Um, so with this review, um, I'm not going to spoil too much. And I think by now, like, it's been on long enough for people to see it. It's been like, what, two, three weeks? Um... And that is Thunder Force. That is also on Netflix. Um, first, I think I'm not alone in saying that I like this movie. Um, I don't love it. And I sure don't hate it. I love Octavia Spencer too much to ever disrespect her name. Even if the project is not... I won't do that to her. Um, and I love Melissa McCarthy as well. Um, what I liked about this film is that these superheroes were women and they were women they were women of size 
and then you had one that was a black woman and then you had the other that was not some trust fund kid you know she worked on the docks so that's what I loved about it like I love the back stories of these people um and I love that representation because it needs to be there there's this you know Herculean kind of thing going on with Marvel where you know if you're signed on to Marvel you have to be in shape and you have to do these things and you have to keep yourself in shape and you have to do these things and I'm like oof first off that's not a bad thing it's not but that would just that's a lot that's just a lot that's a lot of pressure and superheroes I feel are more than just what is what has been presented um they always you know do this oh they're the normal guy or normal girl you know that happened to (laughs) get this radiation or plutonium or whatever has happened to them to make them have these super abilities and I liked in this one that some of that did happen to some of the people in, in the film the villains but then you had Octavia's character actually create the serum needed to become a superhero and I was like I like that I like that too and then the jokes first off these are not young people jokes these are mature people jokes um but I think that's where it stops (laughs) I think that's where the good stops for me there were gags in the film that were fat phobic and that is unacceptable at this stage in (laughs) in our you know evolution of of cinema like it's like did we really have to have the this too small car with two plus size women getting in and out of the car like really did we have to have that um that you know it's stuff like that it was only like that one real situation where I was just like, y'all, come on, y'all. Stop. Like, we didn't have to have that moment. Um, and then, you know, I spoke earlier on, you know, Smoke and Bone review where I was like, the story just, there were gaps in the story. And there weren't gaps so much as just lazy writing um and I don't know if that's what they wanted to wanted this to come off as but I did feel like there just could have been more and there wasn't um 
I wanted to know more about, you know, Octavia's character. Because they spend, these two, they were best friends growing up. And then, you know, they had a fight and fell out. And for years, they didn't see each other. We're talking like, I think, 15, 16 years. Maybe more. Um, And that's a long time. That's a long time to be without someone. So it was just like, okay. Well, okay. I could go with, you know, she started her company and things like that. And we're seeing the final results of that. Um, I get that, but it just didn't feel, it didn't feel right. And there was like, I was probably like 45 minutes into the film and I just went, this is not a good film, (laughs) but I'm going to watch it. Um, I did enjoy myself again. I think this is really the type of films that need to start being made. And when we're talking about um, superheroes and villains and things and all of these people, you know, these are the type of stories we do need to start seeing um, because representation does matter. Um, You know, it does and it's needed, especially in that, you know, in that genre. Um, But yeah, I, I like the film. It's a three for me. Um, because again, this, there was too many times in the story. Then we had those, you know, silly, silly gags that just were so dated and just very fat phobic. Um, you know, there were some things going on that I was just like, mm, I'm a pass. It's okay. <laughs> I'm a pass. So, so. <laughs> All right, we're going to take another break and then come back and talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh my goodness. Falcon and the Winter Soldier did what it was supposed to do. And for my people that watch Legendary out there, y'all know what I mean when I say that. Um, And I see people already trying to compare it to WandaVision. And I'm like, you can't because these were totally different genres, first off. And the storylines are completely different. Okay. So, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is the the story of how Sam truly came to be. And before I go further, spoilers! <laughs> Five, four, three, two... One. So we're following the story of how Sam came to be the Captain America, okay? Um, the new Captain America. And before I go any further, there were no plans to do any films 
about Captain America. None. Um, <laughs> so, just so you know that. And the success of this show is so big that, and well received, that Marvel has ordered um, Mr. Spellman, Malcolm Spellman, to pen a Captain American 4 to branch off of Falcon and the Winter Soldier which I'm excited for and I'm just like wow this is going to be massive right because what what the show was able to do was give a black man the opportunity to have about six hours to figure out of story time to figure out that he can wear this uniform and even with all of the negative aspects that come with it and carry that banner onto a new a new generation and a new um, energy, so to speak. So, at the beginning of the show, we find um, Sam in a very particular, um, peculiar place in space because he's been gone for five years, right? He was part of the blip. And he came back and he had, you know, he had a whole family business going on. And he left. His sister had to take care of everything, plus her boys. And um, he comes back. It. He has this all like. <laughs> he has this whole like, this whole thing. Like it was just weird. Like he was just like, I have the you know this positivity and all these things. And then they go to the bank for a family loan, you know, a business loan. And the bank is like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no. And that's where it starts to creep in. That there, there's some problems. There, there's some problems with the system. Um, then we find out that they don't get paid. The ventures do not get paid, which is another interesting point um (laughs) and we also get to hang out with Bucky who I totally fell in love with I'm not gonna lie I am not gonna lie I fell in love with Sam like the moment I saw him on your left you know that whole bit was hilarious but seeing Bucky in this show blooming in such a way because he was so shut down and like you know he's in therapy and things like that but he's not really (laughs) taking it serious but he doesn't know how to take it serious because of all of his trauma um from being the winter soldier and i just oh my gosh it was so good right and I love the character development here and I love the story building here and we get this party city cap 
I've been calling him Fake Cap. Um, <laughs> fake Captain America. Um, and from the jump, like, I was just like, he felt like an imposter to me. Because we all know that, you know, I can't remember, what was his real name? The original Captain America. I was like, what is that dude's name? He He's the one that gave Steve Trevor. So he, not Steve Trevor, but it was Steve. Um, Steve is the one that gave Sam the shield. And I knew, like, why he gave it to him. But going, having the the ability to really stretch this story out and, and see just how like jacked up the system was um the whole system of the super soldier is very messed up and we knew that you know just you know dealing with bucky who like i said is in therapy trying to figure this shit out <laughs> and um But along the way, Bucky, like, brings Sam into the knowledge that, hey, yo, so there's this black super soldier, and his name is Isaiah, and I think you two should meet um, so you can get a fuller, you know, background of, you know, this this program that we were under and in comes Isaiah who is so traumatized he's been brutalized he's been humiliated embarrassed um just for trying to he was just trying to like save his brothers um who also, you know, were black and um, had gotten the super serum. Um, and they were, they being the U.S. government, was going to just leave them to die and get assassinated and murdered and all the things. Um, and he went and broke them out because they were in a, in a camp. And he went and broke them out and saved them, brought them back. And his white counterparts... Um, like I, I don't know if they burned him if they cut him I don't know but they put like a smiley face on his stomach on his side and it was just like oh my god and then they proceeded to lock him up for 30 some years and cut him out of his people's lives like his girl he had this girlfriend um, completely cut her out and him out, you know, from each other's lives. It was bad. It was bad. And then, you know, so we're following this arc with Sam. And I'm just like, whoa, they really did this. Like, it wasn't some... And I, I, I see where people are like, well, it just didn't feel authentic. And, you know, this is just some white company trying to blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, this is this is how we get equity, y'all. Like in storytelling, 
and things of that nature. When you look at showrunners like, you know, like Malcolm, what he was able to do, um, oh my God, her name escapes me. Um, the Queen Sugar, when you look at um, Lovecraft Country, um, there's there's just a slew of things happening with, you know, BIPOC showrunners. And these people are important because this is how you get the story across the table or the valley, however you want to look at it. So the people on the other side gets to understand and starts to really, you know, deprogram some of these harmful um, tendencies that they have. So when they're telling this story about, because this is literally, you know, about, like, based off of the Tuskegee um, Airmen, and that whole thing about the black super soldier is actually a comic book, and I wish I could get my hands on it without paying through the nose, because um, it's like eight, nine hundred dollars on up. Um, and is actually a comic, um, a graphic novel about this. And I'm just like, oh my God, are you serious? Oh, wow. And so, this, with them saying this and them going this route, people need to understand it's like, this isn't, this is not for you 100%. This is for the people across the way that do not understand why we're talking about Black Lives Matter in all the things. And so they did a really good job with that. I mean, I was bawling at the end of, of the last episode. I was bawling. I was just like, oh my God, like this was so good. Um, you know, Bucky had a complete 360 arc, as did Sam, um, as did um, what's that boy name? What is that boy name? Hold on here. They broke him out of prison. Hold on, I gotta pull it up. Um, I love that is it emo evo it's something like that he was in uh you know civil war uh he started all that mess oh my gosh this is gonna kill me oh my god <laughs> Um, but even he had a whole 360. Um, I like that, okay? I love the cinematography, the music. Oh my goodness, the music was so good. Um, I'm trying to think of everything. I just felt like if it was a complete story, okay? Um... There were a couple of eh moments 
where you kind of knew who these people were before, like, they finally got to saying who these people were. Um, Sharon Carter, who we have not seen since Civil War, um, was one of the people who were left behind, so to speak. So during that five-year period, she was here on Earth. Um, And that was another part of the story where they were like, talking about you know the effects on them um and that's what this series was really able to do that Wanda kind of hinted at but this went into more detail as to the effects of and the fallout of the snap and the re-snap that brought everybody back um Well, it wasn't even a resnap. It wasn't. I'm like, Lord, y'all, it's been so long. It's been so much stuff coming out. Um, so he was just like, you know, what they were able to do was just give these these plots bigger um, clarifications on things, and that was the driving narrative. Really, is like the flag smashers. Who represented, you know, the um, individuals that were of Earth and stayed on Earth. um, And the people who were coming back and how the government was trying to just... It was bad. They were just trying to force people out and just be out on the street. Like, it was bad. Um, (laughs) It was so bad. And so then... I could understand where certain individuals, I could understand where their heads were at there. You know what I mean? But then what happened was that the old shim sham of villains um, came through. And because I actually like Carly, like she was the head flag smasher. I actually liked her, and I could really sympathize and empathize with what she was going through and what she was trying to get done, and how she got to be so popular as a villain. I didn't see her as a villain, I just saw her as a survivorist. But then she just started doing weird shit, and I was just like. Here we go with that shim sham villain stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I think girl got done dirty. Like that that could have ended better for her and that character. Uh, I, you know, I just I, I don't know. I just don't. I'll be like, why y'all do her like that? Like, <laughs> and the whole group. Like I was just like this. Oh God, guys. So I don't know what they're going to do with with that. If they're going to really take the the leap into having these awesome like villains and really like allowing them to be in the moment and not feel so manipulated um <laughs> and contrived. Um you know, it works. It does. I swear to god it does. Like look at Joker in the dark night it works it happens people you can do this you can do that 
You can, it's totally acceptable. I don't know who is over there saying that you can't do it, but you can. But you can. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, you can. It works. So, and they have the opportunity here, but I also think they were just trying to wrap up that particular villain in this, you know, in this show. And I'm like, you could have expanded that onward, you know what I mean? But they, sadly, I don't think they will. <laughs> I think everybody is not coming back from that that um that storyline so but i did enjoy this show i really had a good time i i want to see more of bucky's arc if he's gonna get a show now or is he gonna get his own movie i just want to know what's going on with him um and of course sam come on y'all i'm so happy um they are doing a a Captain American 4 now like they are doing it like they're like okay well alright let's do it and I'm so happy about it I'm just like you have no idea I'm like this is huge <clears throat> and it's needed it's needed it's needed and again thank you to whoever was and everybody who was involved in creating that um, because black people do not get a whole season to figure themselves out you know they don't and so he was able to do that and given the space to do that and it felt so good like I was just so happy about it um but yeah fake cap party city cap <laughs> he is a hot mess but what I also liked about the show is that, you know, Sam had to go through all of these things to become Captain America, right? To make peace with it. But then his white counterparts, so to speak, literally just walked in the door and got all their stuff back. Like, it was crazy. Like, that was the only part, too, where I was just like, you see, I see what y'all doing. I see what y'all doing. <laughs> Like, literally, they did no work. Uh, Party City Cap was actually, like, decapitating people in broad daylight. being And actually videotaped doing it. And he still was able to get a job. I said, I can't deal with y'all. I can't deal with y'all. <laughs> I will give this show 4.8 snaps out of 5. So I think I'm going to wrap this up. I, I think it's long enough <laughs> um, of me rambling about some things. But above everything, um, I think that if we focus on our individual purposes, I think we would be in a better space. And then also, if we were respected for and appreciated for taking that time to figure out our why we would be in a better space and I feel like there's there's low respect low appreciation for 
anybody to to take that moment in time and be like, hey, yo, let me let me get my stuff back on track. Um, it's okay to just be in the moment and figure that out for yourself. Um, I think there's, in my opinion, I think there's just too much um, attention towards having this perfect dialogue and and journey and all the things when it's it's messy it's it's brutal it can be painful and hurtful you know but it also can be very beautiful and it's like you know just give yourself the benefit of the doubt <laughs> give yourself rest breathe and and figure out your why um i i was able to do that not just over this past week but over this past months um i've been you know healing and and getting back to center um getting back to the core of who i was and who i am supposed to be so just take that time and Kind of just shut off the noise and especially if people don't respect you doing that. Um, and, and also, you don't have to tell anybody anything. You can just do you and be cool. Like, <laughs> just that's where it is. So, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Um, I'm going to be watching some things this weekend and you know, getting that together for the next ep. And there's a couple movies that I was gonna touch on, but I'm just like, I'm okay. <laughs> I can, I just don't have to talk about those out there. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, there is um, The Army of the Dead is coming out. Um, and that's going to be on Netflix. So I'm really excited about seeing that. And, but that's like, that's towards the end of this month, I believe. <clears throat> and then, um, there's this one movie called Stowaway. And it is going to be on Netflix. It's on Netflix as well. And then there's a couple of HBO Max, um, things happening that I'm really excited about watching like one had me like literally in tears and it was only the episode only like the trailer and I was like oh god yep I'm watching that um so yeah there's stuff there's some stuff going on there's some stuff going on I'm like okay I can't wait to see these things um I think one of the my highlights though and I have to wait until was it June? Is the musical turned movie musical in the Heights? Like I, every time I see something about it, I'm like tuning in and like, what is what is happening? What is happening? I can't wait to see this movie! Oh my god! You know, I love musicals though. That's the thing, and I I feel like we need all the musicals right now. Like all the musicals. Listen, if Cats could be a cult hit. Oh my god, if Cats can be a cult hit, 
then come on y'all because that movie was oh my god I was like I, uh, uh, I'm gonna let y'all have this because this is bad um this is not my cup of tea at all oh my god <laughs> it was so bad but anyway um yeah what are what are some things that y'all want to see like you know I mean we're still in like this panoramic kind of thing going on I'm not rushing out to any theater right now like I'm not doing it um I refuse um (laughs) but I am you know thank goodness a lot of things are still you know coming coming to streaming because otherwise uh (laughs) Uh -uh. so alright guys that's it for me for this week I am done talking Um, I didn't think this was going to be that long but it ended up being long so I'm going to go and chill and have a great weekend as should you take care of yourself and find your why bye guys